Hey, it's Carlos Cavallo from DatingFire.com and DatingAdviceGuru.com. Welcome to the podcast. We're going to start doing something a little bit different. I'm going to start riffing on some topics, probably dabbling in some of the more, I don't want to say esoteric, but maybe some of the more distant parts of a topic in order to give you a better understanding of men and relationships. And one of the topics that comes up quite a bit is if a guy wants a relationship with you and knowing these signs that a guy does or doesn't want to be with you because you got to know that right you got to know is he really into the relationship or is this just you fantasizing it can be really heartbreaking to find out that a guy just isn't all that into you right so let's talk a little bit about this what are some of the signs that he doesn't want a relationship with you well, unfortunately, there's quite a few, and I'm sure you're used to seeing this in lots of different relationships, right? There's all kinds of situations where a person gives off the signs, and you can see this clearly if you're not in the relationship. In other words, if you're an outside onlooker, just watching and seeing somebody else's relationship, you see so much more than they ever do, right? And the opposite is true. Other people tend to see more of what's going on in our own relationships. So let's go through a few of the signs here just so we can talk a little bit about one of the things that you can look for. Unfortunately, here's the big problem, and that is you might see some of these signs, but you might be tempted to reinterpret them to benefit you. In other words, we always look at things and decide, oh, in order to make this the best possible meaning for me, it must mean this. We distort reality to suit our perceptions. This happens way more than we want to admit. This is something called cognitive biases, by the way, and it's something you should look up and you should understand. Most people don't know what cognitive biases are. Actually, let's, let's do that. Let's go off on a little side tangent here and talk about what a cognitive bias is. First of all, a cognitive bias is a strong preconceived notion of someone or something that's based on information we have or we think we have or information we lack. And these are strong biases that we have. In other words, they're prejudices in a lot of ways. These preconceptions, these cognitive biases are actually mental shortcuts. They do serve us some of the time. They give us mental shortcuts for our brain to expedite information processing, to quickly help us make sense of what we're seeing and then make a decision about it. There's many types of different cognitive biases out there, uh, different ones that serve different needs. So how do they work? Well. Biases, first of all, they make it difficult for us to exchange accurate information or to figure out the truth about something. A cognitive bias is a distortion in our critical thinking. And that's what you really need to know about it, ultimately. It's a distortion of our critical thinking. So let me give you a few examples. I'm not going to give you all 12 because you can go online and look these up yourself. Here's one that's really important. It's called the confirmation bias. And it's one that we're experiencing quite a bit in the news and online media and so forth. Confirmation bias is the tendency to seek out information that supports something you already believe. This is the one that's probably most relevant to you because, of course, this is going to happen in your relationship. You're going to look for the bits of information that tell you that this guy wants to stay in the relationship, right? You're not going to look for the stuff that goes against what you're hoping. Well, unfortunately, this is going to cause you more problems than anything else if you aren't willing to look at things objectively. Objectively means you look at it for what it really is, not what your brain wants to turn it into. So again, the confirmation bias, the first type, is this tendency to seek out information that supports something you already believe, and it's a particularly, uh, it's a bad subset of cognitive biases. 
In short, you remember the hits and you forget the misses. And that's a flaw in our human reasoning. People are going to cue into things that matter to them and dismiss the things that don't matter to them. And what we call the ostrich effect, where you know you bury your head in the sand to avoid information that might disprove your the original point. This also tends to, for us to go online and seek out information that basically justifies everything we already believe. And let me tell you right now, you can find that if it's on the internet, and I guarantee you it is. So don't fall for it. This is where you have to be much more of a critical thinker. You have to go for information that does not support what you're thinking. You have to seek out differing points of view. It's really important that you do this, especially in this day and age where all the information on the internet is being skewed to some political angle of some kind. Another type of cognitive bias is the in-group bias. Now this type of bias refers to how people are more likely to support or believe somebody within their own social group than they will an outsider. And this bias tends to remove objectivity from any sort of selection or hiring process as we tend to favor the people that we know and the people we wanna help. Does that make sense? Another bias is the self-serving bias. Oh yes, here we go with this one. A self-serving bias is an assumption that good things happen to us when we've done the right things and bad things happen to us because of circumstances that are outside our control or that other people did to us. This bias results in a tendency to blame outside circumstances for when things don't go our way, bad situations, rather than taking personal responsibility. You didn't fail because of anything you did. You failed because the world was against you, because X or Y or Z was working against you or some circumstance that you couldn't control. But when you are successful, well, that was all you, wasn't it? Another bias is the availability bias. This one refers to the tendency to use information we can recall quickly when we're evaluating something, an idea, or even if we're looking at buying something. Even if that information is not the best representation or the best information we can get on it. And we use this men mental shortcut. We basically deem the information we can recall most easily as being valid and we ignore anything we haven't looked for. Boy, that one's a deadly one, huh? Like if somebody says, hey, you know what? I just heard that XYZ cell phones aren't good and they, you know, they have the worst service ever. Okay, so you hear that information and what happens? Next week your phone, you drop your phone and it breaks and you wanna go get a new one and you remember that conversation you had with a person that said XYZ phones, they suck and that service isn't good. So what do you do? You choose something else based on that one bit of available information you had instead of seeking out and researching what the truth is with numbers and statistics and research reports. Oh, here's one more I'm gonna give you before we move on. It's the optimism bias. This bias refers to how we as humans are more likely to estimate a positive outcome if we're in a good mood. So we're gonna estimate that something is likely to turn out well for us if we just happen to be in a good mood. And of course, the opposite is true. We have a pessimism bias. This refers to how we're more likely to estimate a negative outcome if we're in a bad mood. You see how that could get in your way, especially in relationships. Okay, so enough about cognitive biases. How do you use this, right? So back to those signs that he isn't really interested in a relationship with you. Well, when you really like a guy, you're, pr you're probably trying to decode and interpret everything he does in order to determine if he wants a relationship with you, right? Now or the future. You might even find yourself wondering, what are this guy's intentions? 
and trying to figure that out. You might even count how many times he texts you during the day to use this to try and figure out, is he really interested in you? Now, that's not the best way to do this, and I think you probably suspect this, but you can't help falling into that trap, right? You might want a long-term commitment. It's also important to pay attention to some signals that he doesn't want a relationship with you. And you have to look at these, otherwise you're gonna get blindsided when you find out, no, he wasn't, and that's why he grew distant and eventually faded away and disappeared. Is he present with you? This is number one. Is he present with you when you're together with him? Or is he distracted? Have you noticed that he tends to always be on his phone when you're with him? Do you find yourself having to repeat things because he's not paying attention to you? He's not really present with you. This is one of the clear signs that he's not really that into having a relationship with you. He's distracted, he's disengaged, he's just not there, man. And if his mind is elsewhere, he's checking out mentally. That means he's not with you. And that's very clear evidence that you're not that important to him. If you are getting his full and undivided attention, if he's really listening to you, if he's repeating back what you're saying, if he's making eye contact, well, yes, that means he's more likely wanting that relationship with you. Next signal that you gotta watch out for is he's not gonna really make any long-term plans with you. He's only living in the now. <laughs> he might even use that as an excuse that, yeah, I'm, I just like to live in the now. Why can't we just focus on right now? You'll hear that quite a bit from a guy that just isn't thinking about you long-term. It's a very simple signal and it works relatively most of the time. Because when you're, when you're really into a guy, you're gonna be eager to make long-term plans with him. Why? Because you wanna know he's going to be around. You're not making these plans necessarily because of the plans, you're making them because the plans say, hey, he's gonna be with you, you've got a commitment, this guy will stick it out with you. Like you might invite him to a friend's party or a wedding a few months out in advance, or you buy some tickets to a concert ahead of time. Maybe even try and figure out when you guys can do a trip or a vacation together. But when he doesn't really want a relationship, he's not gonna commit to that stuff. Nothing in the future. Rather than being excited by the prospect of being with you out in the future, he's gonna be hesitant. He's gonna be backing off and backpedaling and fading away. Has he shown you to his friends? That's a huge one, right? This is the third one I'm telling you about, and this is if you've actually gotten into his friend network. When a guy is into you, he's going to pull you into it. He wants you to meet his friends, and he wants them to know you because he wants to establish you in his life so that you are a fixture, a permanence, right? And he might even be wanting to see how well you interact with his friends so he can figure out, hey, do I wanna make this thing go long-term? But if he doesn't even have that possibility entering his head, he's not going to pull you into situations with his friends. If you haven't met his friends, if you haven't met anybody else who's significant to him, you're probably not a serious contender, all right? Just simple case. Is he reliable? Can you trust this guy? Can you rely on him? Does he show up on time? Is he, does he show up at all? Or does he break his plans with you? Is he vague about where he's going? Is he kind of uh, sketch, as my friend used to say? Sketchy people are barely there. They're like a drawing that's just not quite finished. You don't know if, it's, if they're really with you or not. If this guy is constantly letting you down and disappointing you, he's probably not into it. Does he disappear? Like the other end of being reliable is he just freaking disappears. He's not there for days or even weeks before you hear him again. That's a classic sign of a guy who is just not into it. The only time he's gonna show up is because, well, it's convenient for him. Maybe he wants a booty call. Maybe he's just 
not able to meet other women at the time and you're convenient. Now I wanna also just take a second here to burst the bubble of people that believe in this concept called the player. The player, this man who just goes out and jumps into bed, as many women as he can, he's just looking for a notch on his bedpost. Look, the reality is there's not that many guys like this out there. There really isn't. Most guys are not players. We are looking for a relationship that is consistent and solid and we can stay with. So he's not intentionally doing this. He's doing it because each woman he runs into is sending him signals that tell him this is not the one. So he moves on. That's what's really happening. It's not because he's got that system ingrained in him. He's just not finding a reason to stay with you. So you can look at it as he already has this predisposition to trying to find a new woman, but that's not really what's happening. He's just finding disappointment and uh, he's just not into the relationship he's in. So he figures, I gotta move on. That's really what's going on. Players make up a very, very small part of the male population. It looks like a player to you only because you define him based on that particular behavior. And if that's what you wanna call it, then fine, but that's not realistically what a player is. Is this guy emotionally available? This is another huge signal. Is he there for you? Is he willing to open up and be vulnerable? Has he let you in with, to his emotional space? If he doesn't want a relationship, he's gonna keep these conversations about his feelings as light as possible. He's not going to open up to you because it's not worth it. It's not worth him investing in you or is showing his emotions to you because he knows he's not gonna be with you. He's staying emotionally detached. And that is a seriously powerful sign that you need to move on. Now it's tempting again to use confirmation bias to you know, look at these things and hear your girlfriends and hear their explanations of why a guy does this or that. And you start to believe in them and you start to attribute things to this, these generic explanations that don't really dive into what a man is. In other words, they're not seeing the person behind it. It's, it's easy for a guy, I'll give you an example. It's easy for a guy to say, oh, she's a bitch. But when he says that, what does he really mean? Like, what, what's the concrete definition there? It just implies that this is a woman he doesn't like. That's about as far as you can go with that analysis. It doesn't, it's not effective as a way of labeling a person's personality or the, the reality of a person. Again, I'm gonna caution you as we start to wrap up this topic, be careful about what these other women in your life that are quick to hastily judge a guy and throw him into a category. Oh, he's just that. Throw him in that bin. Oh, throw him in that bin. Make him this or that or some player or commitment phobic or whatever. These labels could be true, yes. However, you're ignoring the more critical part of this, the critical thinking part that will tell you the truth about what's really going on. You need to see that for yourself in order to spot these behaviors in men because it becomes very easy to throw labels at guys. He's a player, oh, he's commitment phobic, oh, he just wants sex. There's more to it than that. It's almost always more complicated than that when you look at a person's emotions, look at their what's going on inside them. Now, you don't have to do this for every guy. If you see these clear signals up front and you can do it, then I suggest you just let these guys go. Let them go as quickly as you can. Don't get your head into their space. But when you do get a relationship going that has some potential, in other words, one that doesn't show some of these signs I've talked about, well, then it, it behooves you to really delve into it, really look at what's going on with him because you will eventually run into problems and at one point or another, you're gonna face a fork in the road. 
on one side, you'll be able to go into a nice, fun, happy, sunny future with him. And the other one is you break up. And in order to not go down that road, you gotta know what's going on with him. And if you wanna know what's going on with guys, I highly encourage you to get one of my programs. It's one of the best ways to go. I can only teach you something uh, so far. I can only go so deep in these podcasts. I save the best stuff, the most powerful information, strategies, texts, everything you could use for my programs. And I encourage you to go take a look at this presentation. Go on over to datingfire.com forward slash obsession. That's datingfire.com forward slash obsession. If you're coming here every week wanting to get this information, then obviously you have a hunger to do better with your relationships, and that's going to help help you. Go to datingfire.com forward slash obsession. Hey, this is Carlos Cavallo from datingfire.com and datingadviceguru.com. Look, if you're serious about making a better relationship with a guy, there's nothing better you can do than to get one of my programs and get started today. I'll be talking again soon. As always, live and love with passion. DatingAdviceGuru.com, the Dating Advice Guru podcast and YouTube content, and all content herein is copyright Morpheus Productions, LLC. Feel free to contact Carlos at www.DatingAdviceGuru.com on the forum or click the Ask Carlos link on the site. We welcome your comments and questions.